Last one. You have to run five of these. And so they, they're kind of a killer. It's a lot of exercise. And here we are. Emily Hannenberg, a senior from Pueblo, Colorado, is getting ready to push her limits on a treadmill. She's a volleyball player for the gorillas, but this workout is purely academic. She's part of a research team at Pitt State led by a fellow student and funded by the National Institutes of Health. Heart rate 120. All right, Emily, how are you feeling? Six, RPE six. Their goal? To measure how much oxygen a firefighter uses while wearing a newly invented device during training in place of an oxygen tank. Their results could have an impact on fire departments nationwide, especially small rural ones. I'm Andra Stefanoni. Welcome to Gorilla Connection. All right, RPE six, seven, RPE seven, heart rate 129. I'm here in one of the labs in the Department of Health, Human Performance and Recreation at Pitt State. It's on the second floor of the newly built Student Recreation Center. Noah, incline kind of seven next. Yep. It's called a VO2 maximal exercise test. Um, so basically what it is, is we put you on a treadmill and you're hooked in a harness and then there's this two-way valve that we attach to your face. Basically you can breathe in one side and your carbon dioxide goes out the tube into this box that measures how much um, carbon dioxide you're producing. And so it's to measure how much oxygen you can maximally consume while exercising at full capacity. That's Bailey Sigmund, a classmate of Emily's, who also carries the title of University Scholar through the NIH program. A senior from Topeka, Kansas, she's standing on Emily's right. Every minute or so, she holds up a sign with a numerical rating of perceived level of exertion. She asks Emily for a thumbs up to represent the correct number, from a low level at 6 to maximum output at 20. On Emily's left is Noah Vaughn, a senior from Pittsburgh who mans the computer. So what he's doing is he's entering certain things in the computer while it's taking all the measurements of her oxygen, carbon dioxide, and so he's kind of the communicator of the test. Also on her left is Ian Smith, a senior from Kansas City, Kansas, who's Eight, taking her blood pressure nine, every few minutes. Nine, RPE 9, heart rate 158. Emily compares it to breathing through one of those little black plastic sticks you stir creamer into your coffee with. Spearheading the project is their teacher, Dr. Allison Berry. I'm uh, Dr. Allison Berry. I'm an assistant professor in HHPR. This is my fourth year at Pitt State. Um, my research background looks at cardiorespiratory fitness and physical activity in structural career firefighters. So difference between why I make that statement is because people think firefighters are a blanket statement. But as we've seen this summer with wildland fires in California, Oregon, Washington, those firefighters have a completely different set of goals that they need to achieve physiologically than that of a structural one. In of itself, they're about the same, but the workload in such durational aspects, you know, wildland firefighters can be on the fire ground for hours and hours at a time, where structural firefighters, they can be there, but it's usually going to be put out at some point in time. 
So I think one of the thing is for everything, right, is we're trying to save money. Money is the go-to thing. So for fire departments, especially for the smaller departments, it might not be feasible for them to train with their full gear when they have their SBCA unit, which is their oxygen um, gear with the mask, all of that. So um, the CEO at Blast Mask had decided, well, what can I do to help overcome this issue? And so he developed these Blast Masks to see if it would be somewhat um, I guess similar to that of the SBCA unit without having to attach the oxygen tank to it because of the pressurized system within it it's going to have a little restriction on what someone's going to do for their maximal oxygen consumption while they are engaging in activities. They collaborated with Dr. David Miller, a biomedical engineer in Pitt State's College of Technology. Firefighters can hopefully train with a device that's going to be more efficient for use on the fire ground and hopefully for training to make them prepared as much for a real-world scenario as possible. Students like Bailey and her team will benefit from working in a lab like this too. They're gaining valuable experience before heading on to advanced degrees or to specialized careers. It's they get the experience of actually engaging in a research project because each group uh, acts as their own unit in a sense where they get to then go through the process of doing their, you know, they collect the data, they do the data analysis, they get to then write up a paper at the end. So it's almost like a senior capstone project for exercise science. That it's all encompassing of everything that they've learned to do. So they've been taught in previous classes how to utilize all of the equipment in this lab. All right, 12, 13, RP 13, heart rate 175. You can stand up. Come on. As for that lab, Pitt State has bragging rights, Barry and her students said. Yeah, for Division II schools, this is very rare to have a lab equipped like this for exercise science. Um, so it's something that our, our students, that's what... We pride ourselves, Dr. Carper and Dr. Bofi, we pride ourselves on giving students this hand-on opportunity, that they actually get to utilize the equipment, because they could go to a D1 institution and maybe one of them does a run on the treadmill. And that's it for the entire class of 30, 40 students, where here, you all will do it. You all will know how to run this equipment. So everything in the lab has been utilized by students, by students in all classes um, and for the purpose of them getting in that hands-on experience because you can't just learn in a classroom, you have to have some hands-on activity as well. You got it girl, you got it, there you go. Stay up, stay up, come on. Nice job, nice job. Emily was pretty wobbly when her time on the treadmill ended, so I gave her a few minutes to rest in the corner of the lab and then joined her on an exercise mat. I wanted to find out not just about the research, but her experience here at Pitt State. 
volleyball player, right? Yep. Do you have a tournament this weekend? I have a game tomorrow. I've already had practice this morning. I have another practice later. <laughs> what time was your practice this morning? Uh, I was there at 6 o'clock this morning. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm okay. Within minutes, she had recovered and was surprisingly energetic at answering questions. Um, so I just completed a uh, VO2 max test. Um, it's a graded exercise test that looks at uh, maximal oxygen consumption. And the protocol that we're doing is based on firefighter protocol. So your speed stays the same, but your intensity increases. Um, so every minute, um, my intensity would increase one to two percent. So I finally, the end of my test, I was at, I believe, nine, 17 or 19 percent incline. Um, my speed is around 3.7. So I'm speed walking, but I'm not quite yet running. But um, it's more of like a brisk walk. And so how does this compare to a, a practice or a game? Um, it's definitely harder. Um, there are definitely things um, with volleyball that we do that are quite difficult. But with volleyball, we're more power athletes. So it's short bursts. Um, even as a, I'm a middle blocker. And so, uh, yes, I might be continuously jumping for a good minute um, up on every single ball. But this is more of the endurance side. And so volleyball players don't usually train as endurance athletes. We need short bursts, quick movements. Um, and so just having both sides and knowing that I can do power athlete, but I'm also training and working with endurance helps me become a better volleyball player, I think, in my opinion. And on the academic side, how does this help you? Academically, um, I'm originally from Colorado, and so I am um, about 10-hour road trip away from here, and when I first came to Pitt, this program was one of the ones that stood out to me um, when I was deciding where I wanted to go. Um, yes, volleyball was an option um, for me at different schools, but one of my main decisions was if volleyball went away, where could I still see myself going to school? And that was Pitt, because Dr. Berry and Dr. Carper have allowed us as undergrads to have opportunities that most people wouldn't get until doctoral programs. And so my mom has a degree in kinesiology, and she said even in her undergrad and her master's that she didn't get to do some of the stuff that we do. With our graded exercise test, we've run multiple. There's so many different protocols we can run um, with the wind gates on the bike or different critical power tests or even with like some of the scans that we can do on the DEXA, different things like that stood out academically and that's what makes our program stand out from everyone else. What do you want to do when you grow up? <laughs> um, so I was PT for a while but then realized that I wanted to work more with athletes and so this last spring I decided to focus more on the strength and conditioning route. And so I want to end up being a collegiate strength and conditioning coach and work more on the preventative side with exercise um, to limit injuries and then hopefully at some point end up in a professional stage of strength and conditioning with pro teams. And in the immediate future, do you think you're going to be able to stand up and walk to class later? <laughs> yes. Yes, I will. Um, you feeling better? Yes. After, it takes a little bit to recover, but um, the science behind it, we should be good within about 10, 15 minutes. Sometimes you're good right after, but that's what's cool is we know the science. I know what's going to happen. I know what my body is capable of on the science side. So Now let's get back to her classmate, Bailey Sigmund. 
It's important to note that Bailey is one of 14 students at Pitt State this fall to have been named a K. Inbury student researcher through the NIH grant. Each of them has been paired with a faculty mentor according to their research interest, from genetics to exercise science to chemistry to psychology. Next semester, Bailey and the rest of the group will travel to Manhattan to present their findings, which will contribute to what we know about science. I hope to catch up to a few more of them between now and then to find out what they're doing and what they're discovering. Until then, thanks for listening to Gorilla Connection.